for this reason, a man shall leave his father and mother and be joined to his wife, and the two shall become one flesh. In the name of the Father, and of the Son, and of the Holy Spirit, amen. Welcome to a New York Catholic Conversation. My name is Deacon John Catalano, and I am joined as always by my good friend, my pal from St. Agnes in Rockville Center, Frank Alasia. Hey, Frank, how are you doing today? I'm doing fine, Deacon. How's everything? Everything is great. And the topic for this week's conversation is the annulment process, which many people have heard of, but are somewhat unclear about the process. So first, the church believes that marriage is a lifelong bond, of course. And therefore, unless one's spouse has died, the church requires a declaration of nullity before marrying someone else in the Catholic church, or before actually becoming a Catholic. So a tribunal process has been set up, and it seeks to determine if something essential was missing at the moment of consent, that is, at the time of the wedding. And if so, the church can declare that a valid marriage was never actually brought about on wedding day. So, okay, we have a petitioner, we have someone who wants an annulment, right? And then we have this tribunal. So how does the process begin, Frank? Well, the process begins this way. The person who is asking for the declaration of nullity is called the petitioner. Right. And he or she submits written testimony about the marriage and a list of persons who are familiar with the marriage. These people must be willing to answer questions about the spouses in the marriage. Mm -hmm. If the other spouse did not co-sign the petition, the tribunal will contact mm -hmm. that spouse who is known as the respondent who has the right to be involved, or if they don't, they don't have to be involved. In some cases, you know, the respondent does not wish uh, to be involved, but it will still move forward. Right. And yeah, you got to get an advocate. Each, each party has an advocate to represent him or her before the tribunal. And then a church representative called the defender of the bond will argue for the validity of the marriage. And that's how the process gets off and running. Okay, so the, you have a petitioner, uh, reaches out to an advocate and then submits to the tribunal. Now, the tribunal has this information submitted by the advocate and will evaluate and decide the case. What would, let's think about this, the valid reasons for granting a nullity of marriage. We know there's fraud or misrepresentation are listed, a lack of consummation of the marriage. If right. there was incest or bigamy, uh, a lack of consent, or if there was force used, or if the party was of unsound mind. Now that last one rings a bell. I mean, if someone gets married while they're in the depths of say alcoholism or drug addiction, that could be considered unsound mind. Would that be grounds for an annulment? Yeah, that definitely would be grounds for annulment because at the time they were not in their right mind. Uh, don't forget all these, everything involved in the annulment has to do at the time that the, that the people that the people got married are they both in in sound mind and body that's that's a key a key point not 20 years down the road uh something happens and they want to get an annulment it's, right, it's, but at that time i was not of sound yeah. mind okay right now what about go back to the situation where the other spouse says look i'm not going to go along with this i mean i i think that I, this was to me this was a valid marriage and then they go ahead and argue for the bond of marriage what happens there Right. The, the church or the tribunal is trying to get to the truth. Yeah. That's all they want. That's their job to find out what the truth is. And 
if, if another person, if the other person does say that, that's all well and good. But after all the evidence is, is hashed out, then the tribunal uh, comes up, you know, comes up with a, with a either, you know, the marriage was good or uh, it was, it was not, it was not a valid marriage. decision. Okay. How about this one? Uh, someone says, I never intended to have children. I didn't, I didn't tell my spouse at the time, but I did not want to have a family. And I was not honest about this. What about that? That is, that is a case that I, is a good case for, for getting uh, an annulment because that's the purpose of marriage, right? To procreate. And if, if somebody went into that, uh, not telling their partner that that's what they had intended all along, that would be grounds. And, sure. and, and they'll get an annulment maybe, but they better intend honestly then to uh, accept the bonds of marriage going forward. That's their intention. Okay. Right. Now, if the tribunal decides in favor of the nullity of the marriage, okay, the parties right. are free to marry in the Catholic church and receive the sacraments unless an appeal is lodged or the decision includes a prohibition against one or the other, until certain right. underlying issues have been resolved, as we're saying. Now, hasn't Pope Francis himself been encouraging the bishops to what streamline the process and remove some of the obstacles to achieving an annulment? Right. Once again, it's it's important to understand he didn't um, he didn't make any of the uh, you know arguments. Didn't change the process. Didn't change the rules. Did not change the process of the rules. He did not soften that. He just made he just streamlined the process. In certain cases, a lot of times overseas, it's not like the United States where there's a, with a tribunal in every in every city. Um, you know, overseas, it, it may be you know uh, you know hundreds and thousands of miles before you can get to a tribunal. So the bishop then uh, can can make the call on it. You know. Okay. Now, what about infidelity, which is uh, the bane of so many marriages? That's not really grounds for an annulment, right? Yes and no. In some cases, yes. In some cases, no. And I'll give you the examples. If if Johnny has a girlfriend before he gets married, and he does not intend to, um, you know, to break that off, say, and it's continuous, right? That is grounds for an annulment. But if after twenty years, a husband or a wife has an indiscretion, that may not be grounds for an annulment. Right. So the church that, would require, right. Those are the two different. The church might require that person to go to confession and to to make amends and so forth, but to resolve right. it because to of forgive. The, yes. Right. To forgive. Yes. Right. No, I've read that the fee for an annulment is like a thousand dollars. What about the charge that the money uh, uh, or over and above the fee can influence or hasten the path? Is that I, true? I would, I would never say that anything illegal didn't go on or people tried in quotes to buy an annulment. But I mean, where are you going with that? What are you yeah. getting out of that? You know, right. who are you fooling? Buying something, the, right. The, the bottom line is an annulment, administrative fees cost about $3,000. Uh, most parishes will charge around 450 bucks. If you can't afford it, uh, those fees, uh, they will waive them. That's uh, what the, the Pope has recommended. Yeah, right, I heard that. exactly. And the bishops' appeals and parishes now often will fund that for you know will fund that for people. And how long does it take? I know not every case is the same, but roughly, what's the average length of time for an approval? It can take a year. Uh, the key here is, and and I I think that it's important to to start the process right away, no matter what situation you're in, because what'll happen inevitably is people will get divorced, they'll meet somebody. And things get go on and on. Now, next thing you know, they want to get married. Now they want to get an annulment. 
and it and it doesn't happen in a hurry and it doesn't happen on your time it happens on the church's time plus the fact that as time goes on things get foggier you know when yeah. when it when it just happens you know things are clearer to you but i understand sometimes divorces are painful people say i don't want to go go through with this i don't want to bring all this stuff up again but it is very important because you want to be in communion with the church. Yeah. And of course they want to go forward with another mat with a marriage and they want this right. annulment process, which sometimes hangs it up. Okay. Now what about right. children? Now, how does the annulment uh, affect the status of kids? Right. A declaration of nullity has no effect on legitimacy of children who were born, um, you know, legally following the wedding day. Right. Exactly. Exactly. It's called putative meaning apparent or seeming, um, you know, children from a putative magic consider legitimate because one party, you know, acted in good faith, believing at the time that the marriage was valid. So the, the children, that's not, a, that's not, not an issue. issue. Now, it's not an issue. Correct. Stepping back. We know that not all marriages are successful. And I know of people who have been divorced and wish to continue to go to mass and receive the sacraments, but they don't. They'll sit in the back of the church and they don't receive because right. what, they feel unworthy or they feel condemned because of the divorce. Shouldn't they speak to a priest or a spiritual advisor about this? Yeah, definitely. Because it's another misconception. A divorced person that's not in a relationship can still receive. Um, it's only when People now get together, they're divorced, they start living together, or they get married without the annulment. That's when reception of communion. Because think about it. There are situations where people, um, you know, spousal abuse or uh, reasons for child support need to get that divorce. Yeah. Um, they're not, you know, they're not uh, banned from receiving communion. It, it's like, as I said, it's just once you get into that into that relationship and, and, and get remarried. That's why you want to get it before that thing starts, because don't forget when the tribunal sees that, that also plays into their decision, right? Oh, I met somebody. I want to get married. Well, he or she wants, wants me to get an annulment. Therefore I'm coming to get one. Right. So you want to, yeah. you want to do it on your own and, and get it as, as soon as possible. All right. So separation, divorce and the annulment process are obviously not desired outcomes for a marriage. But at least we can say that the annulment or well, nullity is a pathway or a bridge back into the sacraments and right. a healthy life within the church. No, it seems to me no one's trying to hurt or hurt you or judge you or condemn exactly. you. It's a process to help. Right. Right. Yeah. The church isn't out to get anybody. That's that's the thing. And this is a topic where you know, there is a lot of misconception. And I think it's important. Um, it's an important topic to get out there and to make people realize, look, this, you know, the church is there to help all the time. And uh, like I said, if you're in that position, I, I would, I would recommend to go and, and present your case and, uh, yep. and hopefully you get a positive outcome. Well, let's pray for all those who find that they have to go through this. And by the way, if any of my friends have any questions, I'm going to have them call you directly, Frank, on your, <laughs> on your, on your cell phone. But folks, don't forget to like us and follow us and send us an email, anycatholicconversation at gmail.com. That's anycatholicconversation at gmail.com. Hey, Frank, I love you a lot. I'll talk to you next week. Okay, thanks so much. Thanks. God bless. Thank you.